Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in <laughs> to the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with Spider-Man 2. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And returning for the third time for this project, I believe. Uh, from Batman Forever and from Spider-Man 1, we've got Michael Muehlberger. What's up, homie? What's up, dude? It's good to be back. Done with finals. Out of the way. It's Wine Wednesday. Talking about Spider-Man. Dude, it's a great day to have a great what day. What more could you want? What more great could day. you ask for? It's amazing. Got to be here. Dude, love that for you. Love that for you. But today we are discussing Spider-Man 2, this movie was released on, well, I thought I had it, and I had to scroll further down, released on June 30th, 2004. It was directed by Sam Raimi and written by Alfred Goff, who is uh, well, well-versed well in the comic book arena as far as uh, screenplays are concerned. Uh, it was also written by Miles Mylar, Michael Chabon, and Alvin Sargent. Uh, yeah, Alfred, Alfred Goff, that's one that we've seen a lot of over the course of this, uh, little project here. And one that I've seen a lot in recent, uh, recent hmm. memory, uh, wrote Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man two here, wrote Smallville, the Superman TV show, the little teenage mm-hmm. drama. It's a lot of fun, but yeah, he's a well, well noted wrote Wednesday, created Wednesday. That's where I'm thinking of. Ah, there would be the. That's probably. I was like, "What did I see his name on so recently that that looks so fucking familiar?" And that's it. Wednesday, but I haven't watched it yet. But that got a lot of hype. Oh yeah, it did, did. and it was uh, it was it was pretty solid. It was pretty solid. I'd recommend it. But Spider Man Two, as per usual, Michael, since you're our guest, we get your thoughts first. Spider Man Two, how you feel about this one, man? All right, I feel like my opinions are going to be very different than you guys. I don't know what it was because I feel like. Second and the first, how they're like kind of written, like produced, everything it was kind of similar. They had a lot of similarities, but for some reason, the first one just hit a lot harder for me than the second one did. At least mm-hmm. for the first watch, the first we watched, I was like, eh. and then the second and third one, I was like, okay, it got better for me. But the initial rewatch, I was like, this is not as great as I remembered it to be. I so, had but not the exact way, same experience. I, I say I didn't enjoy it. I Definitely, like then it hit the way the first one did. So, yeah, no, I had I had the exact same experience actually. Like I, I, the first because I've rewatched it three times. This is a podcast that we've had a tough time scheduling and rescheduling. This very show, this episode, was the reason we planned so far in advance and had so much built up. Was so that if something like this happened, 
we had time and we did we got it in under the buzzer so this is the third time or fourth time we've arranged to do this and there and it was my third time i've watched it um and it's gotten better every time I've watched it, you know. And I always loved this movie, you know. I, I still love this movie. I love Tobey Maguire's mm-hmm. Spider-Man. I love Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane, and I'm a huge fan of Alfred Molina as uh, Doc Ock. But, uh, you know, I think uh, if there is any single Spider-Man movie or any single superhero movie that gets universal acclaim, like, people regard this as the best spider-man movie mm-hmm. i might i, I might know. have to i might have I, to argue that's overrated and i yeah. think i am there too today because I, I rewatched it today and before today you know i, I was I, i've always loved spider-man one and two and I, I i kind of see them as just kind of one big movie that i've just watched so many times that it's just all one conglomerate but i remember watching two i think I don't know. I don't know which one I watched more, but I liked the idea of Doc Ock more, the villain of, you know, him as a villain more. And but like on this rewatch, I kind of did realize, like, I don't know if this is the best Spider-Man movie. Like, I don't know, because I just remember that's what everyone always said, like Spider-Man 2. That's the best one. It's always Spider-Man 2. But like, I think one one just had something different to it. You're you're like it's the origin, you know, you get to see him make the suit go through bone saw, you know, all like all the crazy stuff at the beginning. Oh, he's ready. And then he deals with all like the normal hero stuff, saving MJ, all the classic stuff. This one it's kind of like he's already Spider-Man, but now he's just figuring out who he is, you know, right. kind of. That's the premise of of this one. So it's the first one's very you know where it's going to go. It's a superhero origin movie you know, sort of thing, so you kind of know what's going to happen. Um, and I think, I don't know, Green Goblin's just also an amazing villain, so it just, everything, they're, they're firing, you know, on that movie on all cylinders. But this one, I mean, I, I don't want to say that it's so much worse or, like, it's bad. No. Um, no. I still, I, yeah, I still, like, hold it up there with, with the first one, but I, I, I kind of, I think I do put the first one over this one now as, like, a, just a movie overall. Mm. Um no, I tend to, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I think that, uh, and I don't, yeah, like, like Mike said, like you said, I don't want to make that out to, to seem like I'm saying this movie is actively bad. I just don't think it is the best Spider-Man movie like it is widely considered. Um, I do, uh, there are a lot of elements that I really enjoy about this movie. And I think what this movie does probably better than the first one is analyze like Peter Parker as a character outside of Spider-Man, which I really appreciate, you know, and I think that that makes it, uh, it probably makes it a critically better character study mm-hmm. as far as, uh, as far as the story is written, but I don't think it makes it as good a superhero movie, even though, it, like I said, it's, it's good on, on both fronts, but, uh, watching Peter deal with, you know, being broke as fuck, watching Aunt May be dealing with being broke as fuck and, uh, Peter Parker be trying to make it delivering pizzas and he's, uh, he's failing classes. He's, he's doing all that. Like it's a, it's a wonderful look at what the life of Peter Parker would be like if you, not good too. Like it was just, it was a bad day for him. I mean, he was like, he got fired from his pizza delivery job. He got fired temporarily from the bugle. You know, he gets fired probably from the bugle all the time just because, Jay, you know, Jay Jonah Jameson is just that kind of way. But like, then he comes home and it's his birthday, and he's like, "Oh fuck, wow, yeah, I guess it's my birthday too." I kind of forgot. Surprise! 
Um, MJ then later on that night is like, you know, actually I'm seeing someone else as well, by the way. It's actually really serious. Oop. You know, like, it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. Like, I was just like, damn, Peter, I'm, I feel for you right now, dude. It's just not going your way at all. But, but I don't know, that, that's, like, the character study of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Like, he's getting my character nod for this movie. And I think it's for those reasons exactly. Like, this might not have been overall like a better superhero movie but as far as getting into like details of the decisions that toby would have to or toby peter would have to make you know and whenever he's like seeing uncle ben again in the car and he's like actually like you know what uncle ben no like i'm i'm gonna live for myself now like seeing those things actually play out on screen um was really really nice to see and that's like the strength of of this movie for me was just actually seeing peter parker for once and that it's not only spider-man the whole time and you know uh, i i I love when spider-man comes on screen but i think storytelling wise you get a lot more out of out of peter parker uh, than someone you can't even see the face of you know so yeah really it paints like reality like behind the scenes like oh you're not just a superhero Mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of credibility and like you're famous and you have everything going on Mm -hmm. it's like no still real issues like you have to pay for your apartment and your your landlord lives right next door, so you can't just like avoid that. And then right. your dream is, you know, making her way through life, and you're still struggling. And it's like, I guess you think, life like, sucks. You life think sucks. as a superhero that you would just have a lot of money, you know? Like, yeah. I guess as a kid, I'm like, if I was ever Spider Man, I would just be a millionaire, and like, so I'd just be set. But like, you actually don't make any money at all. You're just saving the day and saving everyone's ass. So it's you like you do that out of the kindness of your yeah, heart, which is what makes you a hero. You yeah. know, like that's a that's I, and like you know, there's there's a whole bunch of different takes on that sort of the hero for hire, like Luke Cage mm. and stuff. Like that's always a cool idea and stuff. But ultimately, the way those stories eventually go is realizing, like, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this for hire. You know, so like that, and that was I was I always just to associate being a superhero famous person with having money but hey sometimes you win sometimes you lose and we also have a character in this movie who does have all the money and have all the means and Mm. is also terribly fucking miserable in harry osborne uh who i i don't like the dude the Mm. dude is like i know his dad he thinks his dad was murdered and he grew up in a real rich family and his dad was never around. Oh, fucking boo-hoo. Like, bro. I don't know. His <laughs> hatred for Spider-Man, I think, is just a little forced. Like, I don't, like, the killing after the, but, like, after he saves him, like, swoops in, say, this changes nothing. Yeah. We are not even whatsoever. I still want to kill you. And then, like, um, Doc Ock, you know, comes up to him. Let's make a deal. You know, after after, like, Saving, you know, after being hung off the building, his first thought is like, "Yeah, you kill Spider-Man, I'll give you all the tritium you want." You know, like sort of. So, I, I guess it's you just need that sort of aspect for the movie, um, and I think it's just uh, James Franco as well. I don't know. I, I just, I think it's just hilarious. Like whenever he like puts on his sunglasses after like a serious like billionaire quote or something like that. I don't know. Like I felt like he had a couple of those in this movie where he was storming out and he's just like, "Oh, I." fucking can't believe this is what i'm doing i just really want to kill spider-man though let me get my bentley and drive Harry off Osborne <laughs> is subscribed to twitter blue i'd i'd see it yeah, yeah. 
I could see it. That's how, that's how but, I'd view them. But uh, no, but there's still there's still a lot of really compelling stuff within this movie. You know, I, I love Rosemary Harris as uh, Aunt May. I thought she did fantastic, and she actually earns my performance for the movie. I uh, I loved me some Rosemary Harris. Um, she did so fucking good in this. And there's actually a funny mm. behind the scenes story that just kind of encapsulates what it's like to be a an actor working on a big budget superhero movie it's uh there whenever doc ock has taken mary to the top of the or may aunt may to the top of the building and is like you know holding her up there behind the scenes you know they're suspended on wires they're just like hanging out they'd been apparently they'd been up there for like a while like they were figuring something out on the ground. They're suspended from wires like 20 feet in the air. They'd been up there for like 10, 15 minutes. And at the end, like just standing, just sitting there. And after a certain amount of silence, she looks at Alfred Molina's Doc Ock and goes, you know, I'm classically trained. <laughs> like classically. as an actor, you know, like she, she, she felt like almost belittled for being like put up here in these strings and on the stirrup and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm a classically trained actor, you know, <laughs> I just thought, wow. I always think that quote's so fucking funny. Uh, no, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm joining you here though. I'm right there with you after watching it today. Like I especially noticed her performance out of this movie. Like it was, she actually had like real emotional, just range that she had to, she had to actually like, just I don't know. A lot of, not a lot of characters actually had to like cry and think about their like husband's death that happened years ago, or I guess how I don't know how long has it been two in years. between? Yeah, it's so, like yeah, two years removed, and like that shock whenever it hits her, and she just kind of like stands up for a second, just in shock, and walks upstairs. Or, and um, but I don't know. My my favorite scene from her is whenever she's moving out, you know, and and the little Henry I think is like helping her move out, and and then. You know, the kid comes up to Peter and is like, you know, I, where is Spider-Man? You know, like, is, he's going to be back, right? Like, what, you take pictures for him? He's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I'm like, is this Aunt May's way of saying, like, I know? Like, does she know it's him already? You know? Like, um, I uh, I don't take any of this to mean that she knows. I think because there's a there's a point in this movie where she genuinely shows not a disdain for Spider Man, but like a like a that that hooligans out there mm -hmm. doing his yeah. thing, and I fucking ah, I can't stand him. Uh, but then he saves her, you know, and it's yeah. like a, I think it's a genuine opinion change of the hero, and it's not meant to tell Peter like. I know it's you. It's meant to boost Peter's confidence in knowing that he is capable okay. of being that for people. Um, even as I Aunt see. May. Because like, uh, I was, I saw something this watch whenever she was hanging up there and Peter screams, hold on. Like, just hold on a little longer. She kind hmm. of like, she kind of looks at him like, like, I don't know, like maybe she recognized that it was his voice or something at that point. I'm pretty sure and he then, yelled at some point or yeah so i'm like i'm like okay maybe i'm i don't know maybe it was that but then um in that monologue where, when she's talking to him about like how you know just the hero monologue why why a hero is a hero uh she says um you need those people to tell you to hold on for just a little bit longer mm. you know and she she kind of like emphasized it a little bit and i'm like okay maybe that was a little something maybe she did you know 
she either just knows that Peter's going to relay this message to Spider-Man and she knows that somehow he talks with him, or she's like, okay, I put the two and two together. You still haven't told me. I'm going to act like I don't know, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear right now. Like here, I don't know. I felt I felt like she kind of, I don't know, maybe knew actually, um, that, like whenever she was telling him. But um, regardless, she's getting my performance. And then that line... I mean, I don't know. I, her whole monologue, um, I was about to go with. Um, but it's it's quite the, the lengthy one, I guess. Uh, yeah, my line ended up being but... just the last little sentence there. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams. Damn, May. She was... Spitting, yeah, like poetry right there. So I guess if you're if you're giving that the line, I'll spread the love. I'll uh I'll save it for something else, just because it's it's just cool, just for the, not really for anyone else other than us, um because J Jonah James, like the guy who's in the office with him, Joseph Robbie Robertson, um is the character's name. That's just kind of nuts. I don't know, just yeah for real life, and uh but he um looks at Peter, and he gives him, I heard Spider-Man was yeah. there. No, that he guy knows. knows. He knows. And it's, you know, it's just cool that his name is Joseph Robertson. I, I know. know. I was like, I caught insane. that in the face of I was like, what um, the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, it's not, Michael. not the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, wouldn't have been nuts if his middle name was Michael. That would have been. For no yeah. reason. <laughs> Joseph Michael Joseph Robert. Michael Robertson. Yeah, I don't know. What would have <laughs> been nuts. <laughs> But yeah, and not a, not a crazy line, but his one of his only lines. But he knows, you know, yeah, which is no, cool. Like, so, I heard Spider Man. Um, yeah, so. no, that was a. He was also a really compelling character, you know, like uh, fr- just like from a typical everyday citizen of New York that has the opportunity to observe something like this a little closer mm-hmm. than anybody else and keep it to himself, yeah. you know. And be oh, like, yeah. yo, we uh, we could really use you, homie. But you know, yeah, because if he told if he if he told Jameson, he oh, would just man. leak that instantly, you know. And it's like, yeah, that that the identity's gone. So he's, you know, hey, the unsung hero of the spider of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man universe, Joseph Robbie Robertson, for keeping <laughs> the identity a secret. You know, wow, right. who would have yeah. thought? Robbie is short for Michael in the system, so I want to be yeah. included. I don't. No, yeah. I, I think. I think it is. I think if you okay. rearrange the letters, it spells Michael Muehlberger no. actually, which is kind of crazy if you if you look at it. You know, yeah. if you squint a little bit, it, yeah. So you're in there somewhere. <laughs> no, I love it. But uh, so I've given my performance in quote. Uh, Mike, how about you? You got a favorite performance in this movie? Yes, I do. Uh... My hero performance, I think, is like an unsung hero, just someone who's not like looked upon as like a major character. Uh, is it J. Jonah Jameson or is it just Jonah Jameson? What one is it? J. Jonah Jameson. He, I don't, I, he is so funny and he's so quick and he's so just like smart with it. Like he doesn't have like a whole mm-hmm. lot of line, have a whole lot of scene time or uh, TV time, or air time, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But when he's on, the, the the movie he's on air he's on the tv like he is just so quick he's so f- so fast with his comments his responses with everything and like 
like you guys touched on it earlier, like this movie, like the first half of it at least is like, it's pretty sad, you know, like Spider-Man, like Peter Parker, like going through a bunch of stuff, gets fired, can't pay rent. His grandma is not also going through the same things. MJ, like there's, it's pretty like dwelling, mm-hmm. you know, but he is not there good. for the comedic relief. And it's mm-hmm. so funny. Every time like he's like, in a, he's like in a big debate with his coworker about like, Oh, deadlines in five minutes. He's talking to Peter Parker about getting his pictures. His receptionist is like, hey, your wife's online. She said she lost her uh, checkbook. He's like, oh, thanks for the good news. You know, just like, yeah. he's just. Thanks like, for the so, good news. Uh, so funny. Uh, and I yeah. don't, I can't, at least I can't think of anyone better, like, who could play that role. I don't know, like. And hey, that's why they kept him. I'm just, like, play that role any better than. J.K. Well, Simmons is. Peak. Yeah, that's why he, he stays is. as J. Jonah Jameson. He, they brought him back. They're like, who else could play that role other than him? You know, whenever Peter asks, like, can I get paid in advance? And he just starts laughing. You know, he just, yeah. just you know, like, just starts laughing. He's like, oh, uh, what do you expect? Peter's the door's like, right there. You know, or Yeah, dude. Um, uh, I actually went with J. Jonah Jameson for my character just because I thought he was so fucking funny oh, yeah. also. Like, he, uh, yes. there's he, that part where Mr. Uh, Peter Parker walks in and he's like, Mr. Jameson, please, isn't there any of these shots you can use? I really need the money. He goes, ah, Miss Brandt. She goes, yeah. He goes, get me a violin. You know, like, <laughs> <A> uh, violin. <laughs> like the dude's so on all the time. He's so fucking good at it. The whole, what are we gonna, uh, there's a what little are we gonna call him? To Doctor Strange and and yeah. this with him and it's uh-huh. uh it's good. What are we gonna take it? It's yeah, also fun. No, yeah, he, Sam he says Raimi. Doc Ock first or Doctor Octopus first. And he's like terrible. No, that's crap. And then yeah, uh, Doctor whatever, Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Octopus. I got it. Yeah, Doctor like, Octopus. But uh, yeah, you're 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 like right, it. sir. Yeah, of course yeah, you do, Doctor Octopus. Doc Ock. Hey, he like came up with that though. He came up with Doc Ock. I mean. Pretty easy after Doc Doctor Octopus. I'll I never guess. forget, like during the Spider Man No Way Home release, one of the funniest things people were doing online for my tiny little pea brain uh, was that uh, <laughs> there used there was like the Doc Ock hashtag with like the little uh, Doctor Octopus emblem next to it, but like there's no way it it, it does that no matter what, uh, no matter what you capitalize or how you switch things around and so people would uncapitalize do and then capitalize c-o-c-k so it's that do cock and every time it just absolutely fucking killed me and now i can't think of it without seeing that it's like shriekhawk yeah it's like shriekhawk but but do cock oh my god i'm never gonna unsee it i'm never gonna see it no, I and that's and like Twitter. It was all over yeah. Twitter. Everyone was doing that as the da hashtag. Cock. Do cock. Do cock. Wow. How have I never noticed that before? That's well, nuts. What's hilarious yeah. is that there was such a disconnect for me that at first I was like, why the fuck is there a Dr. Octopus ne- uh, emblem next to it? <laughs> like, I didn't put it together that it meant yeah. Doc Ock. All I saw was do cock. And then eventually I caught on and was like, ah. They That's got his my name? ass. Dude, cock. It's been there our whole lives. It's been, been there, there all along. The whole time. We've never seen it. It was Ducock the whole time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but it, it, hey, before he, he got his inhibitor chip, you know, smashed, and before he went all crazy, this, he kind of had it. He was kind of the full package here. You know, a college professor about to ground, you know, groundbreaking research, nuclear fusion, a poet, a happy, you know, he, he knows poetry. Life. 
Yeah, he knows poetry. You know, met his wife on the college steps. You know, one doesn't understand English. One doesn't understand the science. They're trying to tell each other, just can't do it. I don't know. It's, it was just so cute, you know, like them sitting there talking with Peter, that little scene. Um, and that's, Peter it Parker. might be. Brilliant, yeah. but lazy. I love, lazy. I love Alfred. Yeah. This oh, yeah. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta work hard, kid. He's like, intel, you know, intelligence, it's, it's a gift. You, um, you can't just let it lay dormant. You gotta, use it for the good of the man, you know, good of mankind, you know, everything. And, um, at the beginning, he didn't even want to talk to Peter. He's like, I got no time for students, you know? And he's like, Oh, but Oscorp pays the bills. All right. Yeah. You know, I'll hear that. But then he actually, I don't know. He, I think he enjoyed this. You know, I think he also wanted someone to go off and write about him, you know, like, I think it was also like, so he could get his like sign. I don't know everything, but it was just, I don't know. It was a really cute moment. Um, like part of the movie, uh, before his wife, you know, just got glass all in her. I don't even want to think. I, that's just that's a way to go. Um, and because that, I don't know. A part that I guess I didn't think of when I was a kid is that his last memory is seeing his wife die, and then he gets knocked out. Um, so like that's like, and then he wakes up in the hospital, but his inhibitor chips already all messed up. That so, scene like, is so fucking horrific. good too yes like whoa did they like they did i don't know they well sam raimi he he has his basis yeah. in being a horror director you yeah. know like that's that's what he does so like uh that's why in the first one there's those scenes with the green goblin wherever like he like starts seizing in the fucking tank mm, and stuff and yeah. he's like the little flashing editing where it like screams Ooh. for a second that's because sam raimi likes okay. to make stuff scary whenever yeah. he can and this was like the ultimate little like man who's lost control, and it's it, there's this evil thing inside of him who's like trying to get out, and it just like when oh. he like screams up at the sky and is like no, and like the arm yeah. screech with him, oh. dude. Like yeah, he comes outside, and then like he looks back, and like with the you know the last shot of it, like at the very end of that scene yeah. when he's like looking back at the camera, and it's all like. Okay, that was just a nice little freaky horror moment, you know, out of nowhere in the movie. That, But, like, now that I think about it, in, in the first one, you have all that Green Goblin stuff when he's talking to himself in the mirror. You know, it's not necessarily, like, horror like this, but it's it's still that sort of tone when he's like, Wake up! You know, yeah. we're so much better than them! You know, whenever he's <laughs> just giving himself, you know, this, this hype, you know, hype talk. But this is, like, actual just pure horror. Like, we're seeing yeah. just doctors just get slain by these arms, you know? And like chainsaws, well, there's, there's like, that part where the nails scrape against the oh, ground. Oh, that that kills yuck. me. That yeah, kills me, I bro. Don't like that. But that, like, that's the thing. That's what Sam, Sam Raimi is. He's mm. the shit at that. You know, like that's that's his bag. His horror direction, and uh, he did a fantastic job in this one with uh, that scene specifically. And you know, you see it in all of his villains. Really, you know, you got Green Goblin, mm -hmm. who's kind of the, he's got this scary origin. You've got Doc Ock, who's got the scary origin, and then like Venom in Spider-Man Three has. I mean, that's a freaky entity, and they Alien. specifically designed that to look freakier than it's supposed to. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but regardless, man, I thought I thought that like if there's anything you can't knock about any of these movies, it's Sam Raimi's direction. He does a fantastic job uh, on pretty much all fronts. And I might, yeah, I don't know, because I guess it's kind of a long. I, one of my like scenes that I was debating on was just calling it like his origin scene, but really that's kind of a lot. A lot happens there, 
it, like from the start of the demonstration until like the horror scene. I would say like that's, that's his true. Yeah, that's really two separate. So I don't. I think I don't know. I have I have one that's later on in the movie that I think I'll actually go with, but I think I'll just bring attention to just how well they set up Doc Ock as a villain. You know, like you see him at first just as a scientist and like oh like you know just a normal guy, but then you're like yeah no this dude's definitely like going crazy now like no no redemption like not we I don't know I don't know what's going on scary um going for um you know Harry. And then it's like, how do I, how do I get the tritium? Just go to, oh, Peter Parker. That's how you find him. You're like, oh, fuck. What happened? It's like, yeah, he takes pictures from him. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, and you're worried for him constantly. I don't know. It's like just a very constant threat. And the stakes are always there. Like the whole time for the movie. Um, yeah. It mentioned that too. Like whenever you like, uh, what's Doc Ock? What's his real Alfred Molina or Otto Octavius? Otto, Otto, yeah. Whenever like he is first like talking about his experiment to all the people watching, he's like, someone asked, and all he's like, wait. So if those arms are like really intelligent, how do you like mass that energy? How do you mass them Mm. if they control you? Like, so they bring that up too. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, these things are technological and super advanced. So like, how are you going to control them? And then it's just all downhill from right there. It's like, oh yeah, this tiny little chip right here, and if, and if this if this breaks, basically I have no control over my body anymore, and I will yeah. go criminally insane. I won't protect yeah. it in any way. I will leave it in the open right there, and that's the only one. Like that one hot, completely yeah, nice guess, and, good and smart, and then just dark side, you know. Mm, you get the, guess, he, the devil. It's like. I mean, don't want to ask too much. He did, like, solve nuclear fusion and make a star in the middle of the, you know, just out of tritium. So, like, dude's dude's smart, you know. He just had a lot else on his mind. He wasn't just thinking of the arms. The arms, that's just kind of like a tool. That's a side thing, you know. Yeah, no, like, that's a Nobel Prize on its own, you know. Yeah, that, like, that's just a side project, but that's, like, he could have won a Nobel Prize for that just instead. Like, Like, transportation, like, pay for a cab. Don't have to ride a bike, you know, just like free transportation. We all have these giant fucking arms. Yeah. Okay. Just cause mini earthquakes just, everywhere you go. No, yeah, everyone knows when you're coming up. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows when you arrive, you know. Boom. Boom. Well, that's another example of that semi horror direction is when mm. James Franco, uh, James Franco's, uh, Harry is sitting in his apartment and he just like, he starts noticing the mm-hmm. drink shaking and then, and then like it comes screeching over the ledge and like, jumps in his face like that's how badass to also catch the cup and then start drinking it too yeah. they they made alfred merlina look badass you know when he's building the next nuclear reactor he's smoking a cigar and he lights yeah. it with the the you know one of his hands but then he blows the match out with the first breath of his like of the inhale it was just like damn this dude is is just balling right now um i don't know i love the plan that he just robs a bank has just bags of gold money and just can buy nuclear fusion technology that just on the black market. I don't I don't want to think about how he did it. I don't I don't know. But uh I'll go on him. You know, he's he's quick. He know he knows what to do. Um you guys think they like named him Otto Octavius because they knew that he was going to turn into like an octopus. Do you think they did oh. that? Okay. Oh yeah. I uh, initially uh in his in his origin, I can't remember if he's introduced as Otto Octavius first or Doctor Octopus first. 
either way, they knew that character was Doc Ock and there was a, there was a mutual, uh, either way it works, you know, like Otto Octavius or Dr. Octopus. They were like, oh yeah, well, fuck yeah. Like J. Jonah Jameson comments on that, you know, he's like, haha, fun, funny as fuck, you know, a guy named Otto Octavius winds up with eight arms. (laughs) Like, uh, that's, that's funny as hell. But, uh, I actually have a a fun fact about this movie. I'm looking at the trivia, which is just loaded with great stuff in here. But uh, the the appearance that Willem Dafoe has in this movie, where he talks to, uh, I believe that's when he talks to Harry, right? Like that's when yep. he's in the movie. In the mirror. He, yeah, that's, he was yeah, not okay. supposed to return for this movie. Hmm. He was. Uh, he was walking back to his apartment in New York one night and saw the crew filming, went over to say hello, and they were like, yo, you want to hop in real quick? What? No way. Yeah. He probably got like a few million for that, too. Like, I don't... Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. I don't know like, totally off, for... but like uh, Luke Skywalker, whatever his character name is, I think in like the sixth or seventh episode... He got like twelve million dollars for his like twenty seconds of screen time. Yeah. Well, just a little, imagine, little toss off. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine how much he got paid just for being or, in the meet. Like what? Right. Like 30, 40 seconds. Like easy bag. Right? Easy bag. Easy bag. No, yeah. It's just a, there's a lot of fun little trivia wow. here. Um, the the landlord for Peter, his uh, his name is Mister Ditkovich. That's actually. The co-creator of Spider-Man's name is Steve Ditko. Oh, that's kind of cool. Ditkovich. Rent. Where's my rent? You know, man, what a, I don't know. Whenever he like runs past him into the bathroom and then he's like, hey. And then he like, he's like, you got my rent. And he just shuts the door on him. That shit's funny. Next movie. I don't know. We we get the the great interactions between them. You know, you'll get this rent when you fix this damn door. That's, that's one of my favorite Spider-Man lines just of all time. Um, but yeah, that doesn't quite come yet. But we're we're building up the annoyance factor of of the landlord now. You know that that's the seeds that are being planted right now for the next movie. You know he's. Um, but I love the little like mini love story between him and like the landlord's daughter. Uh, like you want yeah. a piece of chocolate cake, you know, and they have like it's like kind of awkward. They just sit there like eating the cake and milk, and he's like, "Yeah, that was good," and she's like. All right. Uh, well, here yeah, I'll take the plates. Oh, you got a message from your aunt, by the way. All right. See, I don't know. It was like it was just awkward, like awkward, cute in a way, I guess. But uh, yeah. walks in without even knocking, too. She just like totally just opens the door. Like, wait, that's weird. I oh wait, maybe uh, I should I, knock first. And then she knock. actually, yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> no, uh, but all right. So, I don't know. Can you have a, don't say it. Whatever. Whatever. No, that's uh, that's actually crazy that William Defoe, Defoe, how do you say it, mm-hmm. is wasn't supposed to be in this movie because that is actually one of that was my favorite scene of the entire movie was when <laughs> Harry is alone in his apartment, like that nice ass apartment he has, and like you know his thoughts are just going crazy. He's holding that dagger or knife. And then his father reappears in the mirror and he's like the devil on his shoulder, like, you know, like, hey, you know what you have to do. But he's like, no, dude, he's my best friend. Like, Peter, I can never do that. He's like, no, but I'm your father. Like, you have to avenge me. He's like, no. And then he throws the dagger 
or knife and breaks the mirror and then just finds his secret layer and just like foreshadows a lot about oh. what's about to happen. Well, what's incredible about knowing that Willem Dafoe was not supposed to be in that scene is how much worse that scene would have been if he was. Oh, yeah. What would they have done? Um, what would they have done to get he him? He probably would have just like thrown the knife out of rage, shattered, yeah, like, and not shattered. Spider-Man. Oh, I want to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like, And like, it would have been like, ah, oh, here's Harry being a fucking fuck boy again. So like, wow. there's a, like, that's the benefit of Willem Dafoe is that that scene just wouldn't have been as good without his presence. So like, uh, that's perfect pretty timing. incredible. Yeah, I, lo- I love timing. that choice for your favorite scene there. Uh, right. my favorite was- scene was, uh, actually, I loved the part when, uh, Pete was without his powers and, you know, recently he's he's been going about his life. He's been doing his everyday shit, but he's starting to rethink stuff. He's like, "Oh no, am I doing the right thing? What should I do here?" And like, he walks past a dude getting mugged, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I, I can't mm. do anything. I don't have the means to do anything. I'm just gonna look away." But later on, there's a part where there's the that building is burning down, and mm. not as Spider Man, but as Peter Parker goes in there and saves saves a child. Like that's a that's mm-hmm. really, really good stuff. You know, like, uh, I love when our hero is made out to be a hero, regardless of their capability, you know, and I think they did a really good job with that. And then the fact that at the end of the scene, there's someone who goes, somebody got trapped on the fourth floor, couldn't save them. That mm-hmm. was that. And that's when Peter's like, oh, God damn it. Okay. Like, well, no I really got to get this shit together. He's huh? like, Come on. He's like. Man, I'm trying here, guys. Like, can I just be Peter and, like, just save the day a little bit sometimes? Like, I still want a life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that, but that, like, I think the love story between him and him and MJ, uh, I did, like, not like it a lot before. But I think now it's just trying to show that, like, if they just had a simple conversation and talked with each other, all of it could have been avoided. Like, I think that's, I think that's the point is to make it look as dumb as possible because the timing is perfect. Like right whenever or Peter's ready to go all in, MJ's not even close to ready. She's engaged and about to get married to someone else. She's like, I have this whole other life. You haven't even come to my show. What the fuck do you want from me? And then now Peter, you know, now MJ's like, all right, I'm actually going to leave this dude. I want you now. I am honest with you. Peter's like, actually, maybe not. I think I'm going to be Spider-Man again, but I can't tell you. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm like, instead of looking at it as like, oh, this is just shit romance, I'm looking at it more as just like, tell her you're Spider-Man. You know, like, you can have, just tell her you're Spider-Man because she would want you to as well. You know, like, sort of thing. Like, it's, I, that's the the main thing, and like that's the screen like thing I'm screaming at like at the TV for. Not no, that it's like I'm um, with you 100. percent I I, I 100 percent get where you're coming from in in that regard. Um, I do think there's probably another way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I like I think the emotional payoff whenever he turns around and Mary Jane sees him without the mask on and is like, oh okay like it's huge like that's, that's like true. that that moment kind of makes it all worth it mm. you know i think so like ultimately i don't have a lot of beef with the choices they make with that romance throughout the movie but there's a lot throughout the romance that i'm like all right hold the fucking phone what you know like uh 
whenever they'd like just gotten done with an argument at that giant gala. And then the dude goes on stage and is like, we're engaged. I'm like, Oh wait, what? And mm. then whenever she like, she like tells the dude, J Jonah Jameson's son, like, uh, he's like, do you want to invite Peter to the wedding? You know, mm. he's a good guy. You guys are good friends. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And then she's like, lean your head back and then like she tries to give him the spider-man mm-hmm. kiss i'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like okay it's just... i knew that like had to like like touch back on something i just couldn't figure it out i was like there's some there's background the, the upside down kiss she was trying to was see like see if it's the same if like, she got the same spark you know yeah. Yeah, i don't, I don't... Really air ever i was like what is this referring to but that makes a lot more sense now that's why i i was thinking that MJ, because she she's always loved Spider Man, you know, and she's a, but also Peter, but she doesn't know that both are the same. And ever since Spider Man saved her, she's like, oh yeah, I love him. But it's this crazy love. It doesn't make sense, but whatever. And I think MJ sort of maybe like an astro, like a, someone who is like on the moon playing football. She maybe thought that this could be Spider Man, you know, like maybe she was hoping that it was going to be him, you know, and that like whenever they were going to get married, maybe she was hoping for him to be like, yeah, no, I am Spider-Man. But then whenever it didn't happen and she's like doing the kiss and she's like, no, it's, it's, I don't know, this isn't the same. Um, but again, it, it's that question of like, how confident is she in Peter being Spider-Man though? You know, after this moment, because she does say like, kiss me. I do. She, that's what she is doing the kiss with Peter mm-hmm. for. You know, it like 100%. She's like, I have to know if you're Spider-Man. So how confident is she even not kissing him, you know, right there um, well, at I that think, point? Uh, like, she's not a dumbass, you know? There's yeah. got to be some reason that he keeps going, ah, yes, but no, but yes, but no, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing's that complicated, you know, nothing ever is that complicated <laughs> unless you are making it that complicated. So like and MJ even kind of said it to him. She was like, my sick mother got out of bed to even see this. My father that actually hates my guts even came to my show. Yeah, he asked for money, but whatever. He was there, you know, like, I don't know. She just went down the whole list and like, um, and then even like in that cafe right before Doc Ock throws a fucking car at them after after he killed there by the way yeah like even in freaking harry says don't hurt peter if peter wasn't spider-man and couldn't sense that that car was coming to get him and mj out of the way peter's dead and mj are dead there like there's no even asking peter where spider-man is after that he's just dead and smushed but anyway um like in that scene whenever she's asking him like do you love me and then he's just like, uh, uh, I don't, you know, like, that's the point where you're just like, you're like, fuck Peter, like, oh my fuck, just tell her the truth, holy shit. And then, you know, car through the window. Um, so I think, I think that is just the point is to make that the ending reveal that much sweeter and, oh, and yeah. more of an emotional payoff. But, uh, um, it is annoying like, throughout the movie though. It is annoying because like prior to that scene where they're sitting in the cafe, he like confesses over the phone. Like yeah. he puts well, back, puts back the fifty cents. Oh no, no, it's it's disconnected after that. He oh, doesn't but, put back fifty cents in. Or does he know that? No, he knows because he knows it's um, dead, and he's like he wishes. He was he like wishing that he could hear thought, that he okay. that she I, was hearing I it. Thought, 
I thought he knew, or I thought he thought that the line had gone back on, so... Okay. It is a look, because he hits the thing, and there is a coin noise that is made after he hits the thing. So, like, right after it says to put in another coin. But then, yeah. like, I don't know, they, they do, I don't know why they made that coin noise on the machine, because it does make it very confusing. But, no, like, yeah. it is, she only heard the first half of that message, yeah. and then what is, yeah. he was just speaking in a dead air that. at that point. So she heard it. But I was like, dude, you already mm-hmm. said it once. Like, just, come on now. Just get it over with. Say it. It makes perfect sense to just get it out. Mm-hmm. He obviously wanted to. Yeah, he he was wanting to the whole time. Like, he wants to say, not that he's just Spider-Man, but that, like, yeah, I've loved you since fucking fourth grade or whatever. Um, I want to know what it is. Like, I can't stand this specific line of superhero storytelling logic. It happens with Superman, Clark Kent, and Lois mm-hmm. Lane. It happens with Peter Parker, Mary Jane. I can't, we can't be together because then my enemies will come after you. Your enemies already know you like her, bro. It doesn't matter if you're together or not. They all eventually learn that you're in love with this woman from some Think other about way. What happened a movie ago? Green Goblin had you choose between a subway car or a ferry car and MJ. She's already in imminent danger together. all the time. Your <laughs> Aunt May in danger you know like your aunt may you you love her there's no that's family there's no choice there you know so like but she's in danger everyone like they're already in danger you know i guess just maybe when it's known doesn't even think that peter parker is spider-man but he's still like i'm gonna take your girlfriend until you tell spider-man what's going on she's still in the line of fire even if he's not spider-man in the eyes of people so it's like just go ahead and be happy, man. I get it. I get who you're trying to protect, but Jesus, just go ahead and give in. And he does ultimately next movie, but like, uh, goddamn. Th- yeah, Come I on. think it's more of you should give MJ the choice. You know, it's like I am Spider Man. You know, just know what that comes with, though. You know, like if you are going to do this, know that I have enemies not just like people who hate me i have people who actively want to kill me every day and that have superpowers in green goblin tech in eight arms so like i don't know i think that's just how you go about it i like like the choice but the dialogue choice there he goes then you know why we can't be together yeah he doesn't say well just so you know this is all this is all the case um if you wanna come on down you know like uh he's like we can't no bye uh, that's that's kind of the way he yeah. goes about it. Especially since I feel like, I don't know if he technically knows that. Well, no, he does know because it was at the party where they got like engaged. So he mm. knows that he's about to be like newly wedded. So it's like not to like break you guys up or like cause a divorce. But like now is the time to get your feelings out before that happens. Before they get oh, married yeah. and it becomes a Like, I mean, yeah, not to like caviar. Thing and break him up but it's like it's either now or never you either tell him now or you can't tell him after they're married that's just a fucked up mm. thing to do especially since he's been this entire time like you have to do it now but, i'm hmm. so weak though why was she why was she gonna marry this guy i think it was just because he was handsome and had the popularity and like he was like i mean he was kind of the package you know? at all he was the I first man it. to play football on the moon. Dude's like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, I'm an astronaut. That's just, I mean, I think it's just literally, that's why they made him an astronaut. The full fucking package. 
Yeah. But, but that she, was, like, yeah, okay. actively was lusting over two different men while engaged to this guy. Like, maybe she was just trying to make Peter jealous, but then he was just never around ever, so it just actually didn't work. So then she was just kind of in a little too far. And she's like, well... I guess, I mean, my life's kind of going well. My Broadway, you know, I'm doing well on Broadway. My husband's a fucking astronaut. I guess, sure, I'll stay here, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's not an abnormal thing for people to go ahead and just do what they feel like they're supposed to do. I don't think that's a, it's not a writing flaw or anything. It's more just like, come on, MJ, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, and I, I really enjoy Kirsten Dunst in the role of uh in the role of MJ too. I think that she's really really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we do. There are a lot of instances where she reaps the consequences of being written by uh, four dudes or whatever the fuck. Because um, mm. it's like ah well, I, sometimes I'm like I don't think this is the way a normal woman would respond at all to some of the stuff that happens over the course of these three movies. But, uh, I do, I do love the end. Like the end of this movie is so strong. The end of this, uh, Mm. the end of this conflict with Dr. Octopus, uh, Otto's redemption, uh, MJ learning who he is. And like the whole sequence where she's running away from the ceremony and winds up at his, uh, winds up at his door. Like I loved that. That was, that's like, you know, I love a just corny, happy ending. That's that makes me so happy. Yeah, I, I saw something on Twitter where it was like it was comparing all the MJs across all the Spider-Man movies, and it was saying like how, like the the newer ones, they're super smart geniuses going to MIT, whatever, and then like this MJ had nothing. But it's like she performed she, on Broadway. She, yeah, she didn't want like I don't know like every other MJ. They just made them smart. I don't know. It's just easier to make them badass likable characters when they are just smart but like i don't like i I feel like it's lazier just to automatically make them like mit level or whatever but it's just that's just a different route that they decided to go but like why why does every mj also have to be a mega genius you know like i don't understand why that's like a a a ground level for an mj character it's like well it's also funny that like one of those they were comparing mjs and one of them is a fucking gwen stacy um Oh yeah. Oh, I guess. I guess, I guess it's just the the girl. Uh, the the love interest. In, but yeah, the love like, interest. Uh, in, yeah. yeah. Uh, Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy goes off to Oxford, yeah. and Zentea's uh, Michelle Jones goes off to MIT, and they were like, "What did she do, bro? She wanted to be an actress and got to Broadway." I think. I think she I succeeded. Yeah, like she's on billboards, like and and shit, like. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think she she did what she wanted to do. Um, so I don't know. Every other MJ just kind of seemed. I mean, yeah, they were smart and everything, and I, I like that. But I think I like the development of this MJ more than all the others. Like I, I don't know. I think this one is it's just more of a character. I feel like it's more real. Um, it's not just like it just because they're in a superhero movie. Let's make them also superhuman esque. You know, like, let's make Ned, the guy in the chair that's just a master programmer that can just absolutely hack into any anything anywhere. And then MJ, you know, like, I don't know, I think it's just more of, like, it's nicer just to have these real people. Uh, like, an actor that's aspiring to be on Broadway, uh, Aunt May, a, a single, you know, a widow who's just 
still trucking on and like just still i don't know like struggling with real real life problems like i don't know i think that's that's what makes it for a, a stronger movie um if that's what you're going for but i don't know it's just a different kind of time it's just different different movies overall like i don't really compare the toby movies like one to one to tom holland's like the mcu ones it's kind of kind of hard to but uh no, they're very um, very different um but no, you know, I think that uh, I think that's an interesting take. It kind of, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about the portrayals of love interests throughout the years in Spider-Man movies. You know, uh, what I liked about Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy and Zendaya's MJ is that um, they were used in a way that was more than just uh, than mm. just the thing that's on the line. Um, you know, they were, they were characters who had the, like, and not to say Kirsten Dunst's MJ doesn't have a personality or anything. She absolutely does. But every single one of her moments on screen revolves around, oh, what's Peter doing? What's Spider-Man doing? What's this? What's that? Like she is, she is more used as a device than I think any other character is in any other, uh, any other of the movies. However, but like, that's like. If I'm thinking back to like Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy, I can't like or Zendaya like Zendaya's MJ might be the only one that's different there because she's 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 different, you know. She's not like other. She girls. feels you know, truly she independent. Yeah, I think yeah the new the Zendaya's MJ she feels like her own individual character and like I, I don't know I, I I don't want to go as far as to say that like this MJ is just. I like it the best. I think it's just more of like it feels just more of like a real life scenario here. Oh yeah. Um yeah. is you know not necessarily better overall just like it it feels more real and down to earth. Um but whenever I'm watching the current MCU movies I'm not really going for the down to earth storylines I guess. Right, right. Um, anymore. Um So yeah, it's just kind of different bags. Um but you're you're right there like I bet half of of this MJ's lines are just screams. You know, like, yeah, she has to scream a lot. You know, she really is just her. I don't know. I feel really bad just in the booth, just having to scream over and over. Um, like, ah, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I I do. I do like her in in these movies. Um, Just, I guess, like more of the concept over character, I guess. Um, But I wonder if these movies like made today, like with not just, I guess, four dudes writing it, how it turns out. Um, well, it's you like, know you you never know you never know like we got what we got that's not bad pain and it looks great so I'm also a big fan of that so can't complain about that. no I can't uh, I can't blame you there but uh, let's see what other favorites do we have to give out I believe I still have my shot and I think that's it but Michael I, I feel like we still have a few of yours what all have you not said. So I just have, I think, just favorite line and favorite shot too. Mm-hmm. So cool, cool. Uh, and I think we, uh, I think we all have shot. But like, you go ahead for line, and then we'll all, we'll all okay. do shot together. So my favorite line ties back with Jonah Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, it was when um, Spider-Man had kind of given up, not really given up, but just kind of, you know, throwing his suit away, and he was over what he was doing. He was trying to be Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. 
And Jonah was just like coming to like realization. He's like, wow, this entire time I was making this guy out to be so bad and so negative the entire time just to like get sales on newspapers when really like he was just being like good to the public. And so this line was like, I can't remember exactly, I think it was, I can't remember exactly what was leading up to this line, but I know they were in the office, obviously with Jonah Jameson. Um, he was like, Spider-Man was a hero. I just couldn't see it. He was a, he was a hero. He was doing all that. And then he was like, he's a thief. He's a criminal. Oh, my suit. He's a menace to society. Like, you a know, menace. Like, oh. I love when he says menace. That's like anytime you can get J.K. Simmons to say menace. Oh, I don't know. It just bring, it's like it it's brings menace. me back. Yeah. A menace. Um, but no, it's, it's ironic, too, because, you know, it's like, oh, you stole my suit. Well, that was <laughs> never your suit to begin with. You kind That's of right. also bought that off someone who was trash digging. So to say that someone stole your suit. Yeah, I got the yeah. line. Yeah, he's like he's on, praising him. Yeah, I drove Spider-Man away. My God, he was a hero. Spider-Man was truly an asset to the city. He was, and then he steals the costume, a criminal. That's who he is, a burglar who stole my suit. I want Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man. And then he like just points to like through the window or whatever. So it's like, yeah, just... The instant switch up that he sees, you know, um, <laughs> like uh, actually, we got his real personality. Oh, then right back to business, Joe and JJ. Yeah, no, he's uh, a, a gem in Spider Man. Yeah, uh, an absolute gem that'll never be. You know, he's he's a constant. You know, they they brought him back. They had to. Uh, no one can replace J.K. Simmons as as J. Jonah Jameson. I also time. had an honorable mention. Um, just because I thought this was like another really funny part in the movie, but it was like back when I think it was after the scene. I I could be wrong. But I think it was after the scene where um, Aunt May was like moving out or about to move out, and you know she gave her kind of like prep talk, kind of like you know like hey, you're not. I'm, I don't think you're Spider Man, but like hey, everyone's kind of superhero. So, so I, I I think this was after. I could be wrong, but it was like. Basically, when Peter was like, okay, he realized, like, okay, you know, you're right. That's good speech. Like, I got to get back into it. I can't just give up and let all my people down. So he's like, so he's going back out on the rooftops. He's, like, trying his abilities again. He's, like, jumping over building to building, trying to use his webs. Like, I'm back. I'm back. And he just, like, messes up in the middle of it, falls down between, like, two different buildings, bang, 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 lands on a car. He's like, oh, my back. My back. I thought that, 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 nice that was my little callback. Really mm-hmm. Thought he had it after not practicing or doing his thing for a long time, and yeah. then he realized, like, oh, I got, yeah. I forgot to stretch. My back yeah. hurts now. Oh, my back. That gets a nice little callback in No Way Home. Uh, whenever uh, Toby Maguire says to Andrew Garfield, like, you know, I got this, I got this back thing. He does like a stretch, oh, yeah, and Andrew Garfield one. pops his back. Uh, <laughs> That's a, it's a little pull through to this moment. Just a nice little. He's got a back. Hey, that first the swing. Whenever he swung and he caught on the clothesline and then hit the hit the wall. It was like his yeah. first swing that he did in the first movie. Whenever he fuck, you know, just held on for a little too long, and you know, he didn't quite think of letting go. You know, I guess he just <laughs> he didn't think about what would happen next. But but yeah, no, it was that was a uh, man that that had to hurt though. You know, he, he's he's like he has his powers back, but like 
you know, maybe not all the super strength is quite there yet, you know, so maybe like the hit just hit him a little harder, you know, or I mean, he really took a fall there, though. I mean, it was like yeah, was bang, bang, fire escape, car, car, like dumpster. I don't know. He really um, playing fucking he, he with his chiropractor, you know, like he, he can't afford rent. So he's definitely not going to see a chiropractor. Back Man, yeah. Like, no, my boy does down not bad. have health insurance. No, 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 no. He'd not get that superhero package. No, not quite, not quite. But uh, all right, I think that leaves us with shot. Then what's uh, what's your favorite mm-hmm. shot, Mike? You know, we'll start with you. All right, my favorite shot is um, when Doc Ock and Spider Man are fighting on the train, and this is like towards, I think, toward like basically kind of towards the end of the fight scene where Peter like forgot what happens to like. Basically, but the train is like going like constant at like top gear, and so Peter is not thinking about Doc Ock anymore. He's thinking about saving all the people on the train, and I think someone asked like, "Oh, what's what are you gonna do now?" And he's like, Ugh. and then he just like grab like you know shoots out his webs to build buildings and just like stops like this two hundred mile an hour train from going full speed to basically dead stop right before it goes. And I think that just like. It portrays, like, Spider-Man's true strengths. I feel like, at least in the original trilogy of this one with Toby, like, they don't really, like... And I feel like, overall, in general, because I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's, like, regarded as one of the strongest superheroes ever. He just yeah. never gets that, like, credibility. At least in the movies, he doesn't. So I feel like this is a great way to, like, show his actual strength of, like, being able to stop this big, oh, yeah. huge train going 300 miles an hour with hundreds of people on it. You know, mm-hmm. so that was that. I kind of had to put that in the spotlight there because yeah, I said you don't get that. Toby McGuire makes during that moment is also just a classic. Very fucking. Oh cool. yeah, him being like pulled back. You know, that's whenever he stops scene. the train, that's He's just like a boy, no older than my own son. And like the kids giving him the mask back, like your secret's safe with us. And then you get you get, you get freaking Joey Diaz. You got to you know, go standing up there. Yeah. All right, big guy. If you want to get to him, you gotta go through me. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Little cheesy, but like actually, no, I, love, I love those moments. Whenever like everyone stands, you know, because everyone got in and, and got Dude, closer. Those are um, the best moments in all of Spider-Man content. Yeah. Is either whenever a group of people learns who he is or sees his face and goes, "We didn't see shit," you know, like mm-hmm. we good, we good. Uh. Because it happens in the Miles Morales video game. There's mm-hmm. a sequence where he like falls down and his like mask falls off and they like give it back to him and they're like, Hey man, we didn't see shit. You cool with us, you know, like that's that's our Spider Man, you know. Like I, I loved that. You know, I thought that was dope as fuck, and I think that's a great moment. Happens in the first one where like he doesn't get his face revealed, but the way New York looks out for Spider Man, the way Spider Man looks out for New York, you know, I think that's a really just a really dope mm-hmm. way to hold it down for him. Uh I, I just the culture of New York with Spider-Man is always so compelling. I always love that sort of mm. uh, that dichotomy. But uh, no, it's a great shot. Like, it's a great shot. Was it last movie that the they were up on the bridge and just started yeah. throwing shit at Green yeah. Goblin? They're like, "Yeah, you mess with us, you mess with New York. You know, you mess with you all mess with of Spider-Man, us. You mess with yeah. New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, was, yeah. no, I, lo- I love all that shit. But uh, okay, yeah, my. I, my shot, I, I kind of went with something, I guess, a little more. It was just 
a nice shot, um, but it was more sad, I guess. Um, but it was whenever he like gave up the suit and he put it in the dumpster and he's walking away and then it's slowly fading to black, but it, like the eyes are like the last thing that like you see. I don't know. It's like it's you see the alley and Toby's walking away and then the suit's all in the in the dumpster and then it's just slowly fading to black and then like the last things is just like the eyes of the mask. Um, that is actually like a perfect shot for panel uh from the comics uh imagery mm. there like it's it is that shot the exact okay. way it is drawn like it's hmm. uncanny okay. in the yeah. Spider-Man no more issue i believe i put it in the comic book influences i think it's yeah the amazing spider-man number 50 uh spider-man no more there's a oh. there's a panel hmm. where it's a uh, it's just it's exactly that. He is walking down an alley and the suit is in the like the way they managed to make this prop look exactly like the drawing is kind of impeccable. Um hmm. but wow. uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a classic. That's a classic right there. Um hmm. I actually it's funny. I went with the in the first movie I went with Spider-Man's mask whenever they had uh MJ and yeah, that's exactly it. Whenever they had yep. MJ and one I and uh, the the children in the carriage on the other. Mm. Um, I again went with like the goggle imagery, and I went with Otto's goggles as he says, uh, "The power of the sun in the palm of my hand." And he's like looking mm. at it, like forming, and it's just zoomed in on his goggles. And there's kind of this like vignette blur around mm. his uh, around his face, and you can see like one eye is really glowing like orange from the reflection and the other's not. And I think it kind of reflects again, like the light and the dark uh, that's about to happen to him. Like it's a really compelling shot. And I, I just like the, he, uh, Sam Raimi does a lot of that, like the close up zoom in stuff. Mm -hmm. And it looks really good with uh whenever someone's got like a mask or the, or the goggles going. So uh yeah, Otto's goggles oh, yeah. in that moment looked real fucking dope. So that's what I went with for my shot. Um, yeah, that whole scene was just shot really well. Like even oh, like yeah. the when the when his wife was dying, you know, and like just seeing like her close up scream, and then like her eye, like the glass actually like like in the reflection off the glass, seeing her face get closer off of those reflections, like yeah. that whole I don't know every he he I don't know really did a good job of shooting the movie well. Um, but yeah, that that was almost my favorite scene, uh, almost. But but that shot that that's I don't know was. No. Very yin yang as well was very sick. I did enjoy, but I do believe that leaves us with nothing but a rating for this bad boy. Let's uh, let's reference the first mm -hmm. Spider Man for this. Yeah, yeah. We got a that one got a nine point seven five in enjoyment, a ten in the genre, a ten in the adaptation, and an eight point five in the critical, leaving it at a ninety six percent overall, or more specifically, a nine point five six out of ten. Can't say I'm there, you know. Hmm. I'm not far off. Um, mm -hmm. it's not uh, it's not too too much of a drop, but it's a drop, I'd say. Um, how are we how are we feeling about this one, enjoyment wise? Let's start with Mike, since we usually culminate that rating alongside it. I feel like you guys aren't gonna like I said earlier, like very beginning. I feel like you're not gonna agree with my ratings just because, like I said, the first one just hit me a lot harder. This one did. But enjoyment, I mean, not a bad rating. Still a good rating, just not like the first one. So I gave this one an 8 out of 10. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm actually like 
too far off. I mean, this is still uh, my childhood here, so I'm I, like, this will never not be a movie that I will enjoy. Um, but now, like, actually just watching it as a movie, you know, and like seeing the first one after this one, I I do put it below the first one, which is at nine seven five, so it's going to be below that one pretty much anyways. But I don't know. I think like um I'm at like a eight five eight um. Maybe like seven five. I don't, it could be even a nine for me still, uh, just because it's. I just. Mm. I don't know. I, I know this movie in and out, uh, completely. So I, I don't really know where where my, like enjoyment truly stands. Um, I just don't want to put it like below another movie that I know I like more. Like okay, like I guess X two, was pretty recent. That was like an eight seven five. Um. I don't know if I could say. When it came to our know. rankings, like uh, our, our little solo rankings, I actually did put Spider-Man 2 below X2 um, as far as my enjoyment is concerned. Um, I, my gut takes me to an 825 enjoyment, which puts it above Batman 89. It puts it above the first X-Men movie. It puts it above uh, Batman Returns. It's, I like it's it's a, it's a pretty solid balance i think there um some of the okay. notable it's below is mask of the phantasm batman forever uh spider-man and x2 it would still be really high i, on that I like that i think i'm i'm okay with that um and i do think noticing that dip from the first movie to the second movie like should be like that's where this is known like notice the most is in the enjoyment category i think um, from the first to the second, so yeah, I think quality. Um, I don't think sees a ton, uh, a, a a huge drop by any means, but yeah, no, I okay. think that's uh, I think that's fair. Genre wise, I don't think I can honestly tell you it does anything uh, worse than the first one. If it does, you know, I did say earlier that it's a little bit, it's it's better in that character study regard than it is in that uh, in that superhero movie sort of thing, but. Uh, Mike, how are you feeling about this one, sort of genre-wise? It's has it lived yeah, up to I, that? Action? So basically, what you just said, I totally agree with what you just said. I like, you know, they did a little bit more character development with Peter rather than Spider-Man. So this, I think they nailed the movie overall with like a action hero movie. But just since they, you know, they focus a little bit more on Peter, I gave it to a nine, which I feel like is still reasonable. So I think they did pretty well. Just not a ten for me. Mm-hmm. No, I fully understand that. And I'm I'm yeah, you know, I don't even know if I drop quite that far, you know. I still think it's uh like a full point is fair by all means, but uh let's see what are some other in the 9 range we've given. It looks like if we don't have a 10, it's in the 8s, which is kind of Yeah. Old. We don't have And a, I think I think this one could could bridge that gap actually. I think um, it could because it's they they know what movie they're coming in to make. Like they they there's no like Blade or I guess not really with Blade. Um, I'm trying to think of like a movie that just was kind of just all over. Like Catwoman, um, is that or is that future? Um, am I jumping into the future? I am. Um, I guess I've just just watched it. Like uh, it's nice to have a movie that is consistently just. I don't know. It's not jumping all around, and even oh, even this movie does jump around a little bit to the horror stuff and to some action. But even when it does that, it's fluent. Like it doesn't feel like I'm watching a whole different thing. Um, they keep it keep it all fluent, and the changes aren't aren't that big. Um, so yeah, I think I'm I'm like at a at like nine five 
Yeah, um, I was I was thinking nine two five nine five. So like, uh, I'm perfectly cool if you want to go ahead and make an executive decision there. I'll side with a nine five. I don't mind there. I don't mind that one bit. Um, all right. We'll see. But, uh, adaptation wise, uh, Mike, uh, how right. how those pictures look to you this time? I did not actually look at the pictures this time. <laughs> I can't give my. Although I feel That's like okay. they probably did very well because usually I give like a nine five just based on the pictures. I did not. I didn't give. A look, I didn't look at the pictures this time. I feel like they probably still would have been a nine five for me. So. And you know what? I'll go ahead and give you give you that because frankly, I can't tell you they did any worse than the first one they did they took from pretty much the exact same influences they were as honorable to those as they were in the first one we gave the first one a 10 i think we're looking at another 10 out of 10 adaptation here i think they did a perfect job adapting peter parker they did a perfect job adapting aunt may doc ock is incredible um like even to bring back willem to you know for a little bit just to keep him even even he was right even just his little guest appearance everything that was in this movie i i think was Great was job. just pure spider-man and and i don't know i think there's a re- maybe this is like the real reason a lot of people say that like wow like what a spider-man movie. like this is just the spider-man movie to herald is is because of just how well how much it feels like spider-man the whole time um and i think yeah, I I couldn't. If it's not a, I I I don't I don't really know. If it's not a ten, it's like a nine seven five. But it's I think it's it, it's fair just to keep it the same here. Yeah, I think um, so too. for both movies. Um, this is kind of the gold standard of of Spider Man. Um, I guess all around, like the whole movie all around. Maybe he's not the best Spider Man in his own right necessarily, but his movies know what a Spider Man movie is supposed to be. No, that's that's for sure. They do a really, really good job in that regard. So I, I yeah, I'm comfortable giving it another ten out of ten there on adaptation. But uh that leaves us with nothing but the critical rating. And uh I'm I'm intrigued to hear how you feel, Mike. How you feeling about this one? Uh I feel like you guys are gonna beat me up because of this. Because I feel like overall, great movie. Like they nailed all aspects, really. But this like I said at the start, I just didn't quite enjoy it as much as it did the first one. And so I can't rate it higher than the first one. So I gave this one mm-hmm. still a solid four, but I gave this one an eight out of 10. I'm not going to beat your ass for that at all. That's uh, that's, I think that might just be exactly where I'm at too. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I, and you know, if I'm being honest and eight's my ceiling, uh, and eight is not my floor. Um, I just, I we gave X Men two thousand and eight, and I can't confidently tell you this is worse than that. Um, I don't think this is as tightly written as the first Spider Man movie is, which got an eight five out of us, which I think warrants at least a half point drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think X2 it maintains... was eight two five. Okay, yeah, no, I and I, I definitely couldn't yeah. tell you it's as good no. as X two. So that was the thing yeah. is that I was like. I can't tell you it's worse than X-Men, can't tell you it's better than X2, so I think an 8 ends up being where I'm at. My gut actually took me to 775, but then looking back at some of our other ratings, I ended up going, nah, an 8's more. An 8 falls more in line with what we've given out. I think I do like the sound of that as well, because I I wouldn't put, I I fully agree, I don't, I think X2 is just a little bit better made, Um, but barely, you know, it's just .25, but I wouldn't put it above X2, but I would. 
uh, put it above or at the same level as X Men, hmm. uh, the first one. So, so yeah, I think an eight would be fair, and that would round it out to be an eight nine four, um, eighty nine percent. Eighty nine percent for us. Uh, for Michael, Michael's rating rounded out to a ninety six percent or eighty six percent. Sorry, that would have been a bit high. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighty six percent on on Michael's rating there, and with a eighty nine, that winds up doing pretty well on our overall it does end up rounding it out to being better than x2 but that's because of the adaptation score Mm -hmm. there really really boosting it um is it in fourth is that fourth place i guess i haven't updated this the average list in a long time but superman at a nine five spider-man one at a nine five six batman mask of phantasm nine four four then the next one i have is batman forever at an eight one three there's I don't know if there's one higher than that. Um, I haven't updated X2 that. X2 is also in 813. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't think there's anything higher than that. I, oh, think, I think that, that would, yeah. I think it's in fourth place then. Um, it would go Superman, Spider-Man, Mask of Phantasm, and then Spider-Man 2 so yeah, far. And that, that so, comic book accuracy really boosting it there in the end, really helping it out to make it a make it a solid 89% on our good old tomato meter, which is... Uh, Pretty fucking good, if I do say mm-hmm. so myself. I believe on IMDb, this bad boy ended up getting a uh, seven point four out of ten. So we were nice. Mm-hmm. Both, all of us were nicer than uh, IMDb mm-hmm. there. And let me uh, take a look at the Rotten Tomatoes real yeah, quick. I guess, like, yeah, seven point four. Um, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of one. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder how that how how much of like the those super super low scores really affect the ratings um mm. because i don't know a lot of people just probably put like one because it's a superhero movie and i hate superhero movies and i don't even want to watch them so one you know I, um, and rotten tomatoes is nicer than us their critic their critic score giving it a 93 percent while their audience okay. gives it an 82 percent yeah, so, with that happy medium you know yeah we that make that right in the middle mm-hmm. you know and i uh i think that's i think i come down i think that's about right i feel good about this rating i think that's uh i think uh it's it's a real good one I certainly feel better about it than I will next week's. Um, next week we've got Catwoman, two thousand four. Finally, uh, finally digging into DC again after a Marvel stretch here, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, first DC movie since Batman and Robin. So, how about those being the DC movies they released back to back? Huh, Batman hey, and Robin and Catwoman. Uh, they were on a bad streak there. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. Um, that's for sure. It makes Batman and Robin look like fucking Citizen Kane. So it makes can't wait this for you guys. movie. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait for <laughs> you guys to hear that one. Um, but yeah, so uh. the next, the next month or so lined up, we got Catwoman next week, Blade Trinity the week after that, Electra after that, and Constantine back to DC for that one. And I'm uh, very excited for that one as that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's the only Keanu Reeves movie on the list. And you know, I, you know, I fucks with that man. So, uh, Love, love my mans. But uh, yeah, with that, I believe we'll conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. I've gotten back into the writing game. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I've got a nice little uh, review over there for you. If you haven't seen it, it's actually spoiler free. So uh, you can go sign up for that for three bucks a month. You can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it. Soon as Joe sees that movie, though, we will also be doing an audio 
review of it um, along probably with Kyler Barnett as well. I know he's very excited to talk about it. So that'll that'll be over there on patreon.com slash pennybloompod soon. And it'll be on the regular show here in about three or four years. Um, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you once again, Michael Muehlberger. Of course, it's great to be back. I'm looking forward to the next one. Oh, I can't wait either. Spider-Man three at the very least, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we get you back on for something sooner than that. But, uh, in the meantime, I'm always down, I'm always down, always down. Always down in the mm-hmm. summer, you know, that might be a little bit easier to go ahead and arrange shit. So, uh, Spider-Man three, Spider-Man three, that's the next time we've got planned. So, uh, August 11th, that's mm-hmm. the next, that's the next release date for Spider-Man three. We got a lot of movies between now and then, but, uh, yeah, sounds like a plan with that. Remember, everybody, peace, love, and bloom. And there's a hero inside of all of us.